everybody, this is Dante from the Wide Day Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for this series episode. And the topic is going to be a continuation of vulnerability. I know we had on our last episode, we had all the speakers on that uh, topic. But now we have a love coach. Uh, her name is Belinda Love. She actually was on Bachelor, the show Bachelor. So she has a great insight. She has a lot of experience and she's helped so many other people around the world. And we have her into this episode for a Q&A interview. So I have myself, Red Pill, and Kiki on this episode. All right, let's go. There's this vicious cycle of, of a lack of vulnerability, a lack of connection, and then we just go around in circles. It's that pattern. So you need to break that pattern. You need to break it by doing something different. Um, so, and doing something different is understanding why can't I be vulnerable? Well, I can't be vulnerable because, you know, mainly I don't want to be hurt again. I don't want to go through the same thing that I've just dealt with because I think in my opinion, that heartbreak is worse than death. And, and I've lost my dad. My dad passed away of cancer. I love my dad very much. My opa um, passed away in November. I've dealt with death firsthand and it hurts, but there's closure. Um, whereas with heartbreak, they don't offer you closure. And, and we're trusting somebody and putting our heart in somebody's hands so much that it's safer to hold it close and not allow somebody in. Yeah. So we're not allowing ourselves to, to step into that fear and trust somebody enough that, you know, I can't sit here and say every relationship will last forever because they won't, but it's about where you're, you're at in your life and how you approach it and being like, I don't, there's no such thing as rejection for me. Yeah. I have no association with the, with rejection because just because somebody's not compatible with you doesn't mean that you're not worthy. Mm-hmm. just because somebody isn't interested in you doesn't mean you're not lovable it's just you're not compatible like nutella my favorite theory is my nutella theory so everybody this is dante uh, another episode of why date podcast and we have red pill here okay <laughs> kiki kylie and we have our guest speaker for today uh belinda hello <laughs> i'm australia from uh, down under right um yeah Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> you know so thank you for tuning in i know you're the time is totally different from our time at what's like noon there right now yeah 11 on a saturday okay, see, see, saturday <laughs> <Yeah>. see yeah <laughs> we're like enjoying our friday yeah. we're like, friday friday evening. i mean the future friday. <laughs> friday. <laughs> my days are all mixed up because of quarantine i 
Yeah, every day. <laughs> yeah, every Friday day. is just another. <laughs> this day, that day, every day. <laughs> you know what? I just heard it's it's Coachella weekend, so um, a lot of people are. Yeah, it's 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 the weekend. I didn't I didn't know that. Someone told me it's Coachella week. Or was I think they moved it to oh. all your party yeah. guys. Yeah, 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 they moved it. Um, but whatever. It's uh, I, I saw a little documentary about Coachella. It was actually pretty interesting. Brilliant. That, was that where singles go to find love or or just snack on connections? Yeah, yeah. might find some other things. Another topic. That's so funny. But um but yeah, so the topic is gonna we're gonna extend this to vulnerability. I think that was a really good topic that everyone kind of timed in with on our last episode. And we have someone who has so much knowledge in it. And uh, we actually posted her quote. Uh, Kylie actually posted on there. It was pretty interesting about vulnerability. So it was back in like what February? February? You, you made a quote about vulnerability. I think I can't. I can't remember which one it was. Should I look it up? <laughs> uh, it's on there somewhere. It's there somewhere. <laughs> but it, it was, was good. good. It was good. Go <laughs> find it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh jeez. Postworthy. <laughs> I want to find but, it. February. It was about vulnerability. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. My my bulletproof vest to protect myself from vulnerability was being chaotically busy. Oh, see. So yeah. Is that the one? That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but as um, before we jump into this, uh, can you uh, go into a little bit about your background and yeah. into being a dating coach and whatnot? Me? Oh, I hate talking about me. <laughs> Vulnerability! No, that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, where do I start from the beginning? Um, my divorce was from, like my parents got divorced when I was a child. And in the, I don't know if you know about imprint phases, but we have um, pretty intense imprint phases over our life, uh, starting from one, one year of age, six years old, 13, 18 to 21. We have phases in our life that create our belief about ourselves and our belief about people in our lives. So when my parents got divorced, and this is already getting very deep, as a six-year-old, I subconsciously decided that men were unreliable and that I was unworthy of love. Uh, and uh, from that thought or that belief, I lived into that and everything that happened to me proved to myself that I was unworthy of love and men are unreliable. So from there, my first boyfriend disappeared after two years. My second boyfriend, I walked in on him cheating on me with my best friend. My third boyfriend was domestically violent. My fourth boyfriend was a gamer and paid me absolutely no attention and was very unreliable. Uh, And so my relationships just proved to me my belief about myself until I went, well, hang on, this isn't right. Why, what's happening? I'm the common denominator. So then I uncovered my own subconscious beliefs and then I did a whole transformation of my life. Um, went to, I studied counseling. I did NLP. I did a diploma in life coaching. I did landmark, which is transformational courses. Um, and from there I just, it was just for my life to improve my life, to have a, you know, the happiest possible life I wanted. And then just was sort of like naturally happened. I would share with a few people about my journey and they would say, Holy shit. Oh, can I swear? (laughs) 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 Um, You just changed my life. And I was like, Oh, okay. 
Wow. And then people would say, do you run seminars? So I started how to implement seminars and create my own curriculum and um, do it online and um, face-to-face, but not at the moment, then one-on-one coaching. And so then it just, and then people would refer people to me and then it just was, became something that if I never did again, I would be very upset about. So it then sort of put, like positions itself to be my life essentially. So, hmm. So, so how did you, um, did you become a, like a speaker or did, what did you do? What steps did you do like to create seminars? Did you like take some classes or you kind of just, you know, what did you, what was the steps you did to create that? So I just basically looked at my life and, and the steps I implemented in order to achieve my goals and created a curriculum, <clears throat> excuse me, a curriculum based on the, the foundations that I created for myself and also the tools that I learned throughout my 16 years of education essentially. So um, some tools that I learn, I tweak to to be the individual for myself and how I applied it to myself. And uh, mostly I'm intuitive. So if people share with me what, what they're going through, I hear their triggers and I hear the patterns that, you know, normal people who aren't, you know, Start, who haven't studied it or attuned to it would know how to find essentially. So, which is why if you talk to your friends, you're going to get generic advice. Um, whereas if you talk to someone who's trained in that area, you're going to get more strategic advice that's going to uh, be more applicable to your life. Okay. Hmm. okay. Well, Actually, I want to ask the, oh, go, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Red Pill. All right. So I heard NLP. I recently got a book on NLP and I was just uh, kind of delving into that. What were some of the practices from, oh, that's, if you guys don't know, neuro-linguistic programming. It's kind of a way of doing, like, uh, butchering the definition, but you basically, you do little exercises to kind of change your paradigm perspective on either past events or current events, yeah. right, to kind of change the narrative, change that mental script. And so recently I've picked that up. Uh, I found out on the last podcast that I actually did have vulnerability issues I didn't know about. And they actually stemmed from, I guess, my, my viewpoint on what is masculine and what is not masculine, right? And so just curious, are there any NLP practices that you do to kind of help with vulnerability and being vulnerable and being more open about, I would say, past events that affect current events, right? So... NLP, I enjoyed learning that. I don't apply a lot of the specific um, techniques right. that they, they use simply because, and no disregard to NLP practitioners or how they work or operate, I just feel uh, sometimes it can just be a Band-Aid depending on the, on the exercise that you're doing uh, right. than an actual transformation. So I get to transform, I trigger And I don't mean trigger you in a negative way. I have to find the triggers. So I go right into the depth of it. And then when I find out what that trigger is for you, that's creating this repetition in your life or this pain in your life, I then apply the appropriate techniques, which are similar to NLP, but they're not just a Band-Aid cup. Like it's actually pulling it apart and putting it back together. Yeah recreating a new mindset yeah. uh, reframing is something I always do um, mm-hmm. especially around body image or our inner critic and you know how we pick on ourselves all the time love to reframe but it's 
it goes um, much deeper. Um, people think that the, you know, they're dating somebody and it's not working out, but they don't realize it actually could stem from a relationship that they had with their father or a relationship that they had with an, uh, their first boyfriend or a teacher or something that is now playing out in their life, which mm-hmm. is repeating. So I have to go all the way back to uncover that, um, which I use intuitively based on my own experiences, because essentially we're all the same, but we're different. Mm-hmm. you know so it's right. yeah we're all experiencing pain but it's different types we've all experienced terrible things in our lives that have caused trauma um which are now playing it out playing out in our life that we don't know is actually affecting us because we suppress it and we push it down and we hide it and it's not a conscious thought it's a subconscious thought so it's getting into that subconscious thought in a really safe environment and um, reframing it and, and making peace with it and getting closure and, and creating what you actually want rather than living into what you've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did that answer your question? That did answer my question. <laughs> okay, I, have good. <laughs> beliefs, I have the same beliefs about NLP, so I wasn't offended at all. It's like, cause some of it is kind of like, it makes you feel better in the moment until you forget about it, but it doesn't actually carry over. Okay, okay. all right. Yeah, I agree. So I, I take it one step further than what NLP applies. Can you share uh, one of your greatest uh, success stories that you've had with one of your clients and helping them find love? Find love or couples reconnecting? Um, find love. Okay. So let me, aha. Okay. One of my favorite ones, there's so many, but one of them was, um, she was dating a guy consistently on and off for a few years um, and their values were different. He didn't want kids or married and to get married and she wanted kids and to get married. And I said to her, you know, values don't change, especially when they're so important. They're a high value. So do you, are you happy to change your values because he's not going to? So it took her two years to work it out. And, and then eventually they, she was fearing, you know, not finding love again, being single, the whole deadline timeframes to having kids and, and the pressures of family saying, when are you going to give us babies and get married and you're getting older and all of this stuff. So she's stuck into this relationship for all the wrong reasons. Then when I said, when you decide what you want to do, come to me and I'll guide you through that process. So she decided she wanted to end the relationship and I guided her through the breakup process, um, which I have a book on. Little plug, sorry. <laughs> what was the book called? Quick pop. What was the book called? Uh, Breaking down the breakup. Breaking down the breakup. Okay. So the four emotional phases you go through when dealing with heartbreak. So I um, guided her through that whole process, and then from there, uh, she, you know, went through the grieving, all of those pro- emotions. And then six months later, she came to me and she said, I'm getting ready to, you know, find love. But, you know, the whole Kylie, I'm not sure if you know or have experienced this, but the whole there's no good men out there. They only want casual sex. Is They just want the hit and quit. And she kept, you know, meeting that. So then I worked through those blocks. I'm glad that you, I'm not glad that you've experienced it, but it's good that, <laughs> you know, you can relate. It's not just an Aussie thing. I, I used to think that it was just Aussie men. Universal. Okay. They're, they're called mini names. 
Oh. <laughs> what? And the mini names. Share, share. Dante, I want to hear. No, okay. Yeah, okay. You're being a, you're being polite, being a gentleman. Okay. <laughs> so, so long story short, uh, when she was ready for love, I worked, I guided her through the process and um, cleared her blocks and fears that no men want love, no men want marriage, no men want um, children. And uh, the guy that six months later, after that first conversation, um, she started dating her, a guy that was in her yoga studio that she'd been seeing for years, going to the same studio. Mm -hmm. Finally, like a light turned on. Mm -hmm. Once all of her blocks were cleared and she was open and vulnerable and available, um, they met they moved in three months later. They just got engaged um, and they're getting married uh, of, after COVID, I think so. Wow. wow that's great. You know wow. what, uh, what the guy said and what, what made him change his mindset? Did he ever tell you? Oh, no. No, no. Like, she broke up with him yeah. and met a new guy. Oh, a new guy. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, hold yeah. on. Yeah, no, total new guy. Total new guy. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute. What made him change? Okay. Yeah, no, no. He's the same. He, he never changed. Huh? The original okay. guy is the same. He's sort of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, so in other words, are you saying you can't change a, a man's mind like once it's set? Like there is no changing her ex's mind about it? I men are very black and white about in my opinion tell me if i'm right or wrong but i think men are very black and white when they like if you meet a guy and he says i don't want a relationship i just want casual sex and you are thinking i'm going to change his mind well i'm sister stop wasting your time <laughs> like that's what that's what he wants and if you're happy with that go for it if you're not and you want something more don't waste your time just move on so would gentlemen what do you am i is that good advice <laughs> so yeah actually this is like incredibly well it's incredibly relevant i literally just finished a kind of like a spat maybe like three hours ago with a girl who she wants a relationship and i told her i don't want one and so we have been chatting up about 20 days like literally it's been like 20 days like to the mark and so yeah. she i knew i didn't want a relationship so i didn't steer a lot of the conversations to go in areas that were like really really deep or intimate because in my mind, I was like, if I kind of just block that intimacy, then there won't be something for her to think of the relationship there. And yeah. we actually, uh, I'm not going to say how we met. I'm not going to say too much because I think she's going to follow this. But, and uh, it, she really made it out to seem that I was really leading her on when uh, I told her I didn't want one. And I felt really bad about it. And, uh, but that's, it's, it's true. Like when the mind's man, just, when, yeah, when, as a guy, my mind is set, my mind is set. Or, yeah. Right before you hopped on, my last relationship, literally on paper, was perfect. Like, yeah. we fight. We had the same views on money, which is, like, a really big thing for me, right? We were both same views on money, same views on travel, adventure, entrepreneurship. We liked all the same things. Like, it was literally, like, just was awesome. We dated for two years. And uh, she wanted me to guarantee that I would give her kids. And I, could, I couldn't. It wasn't that I wasn't sure, but it was like, I just, I don't know. I didn't know. And she really wanted that. And then our upbringing was drastically different and she couldn't really, we're from different continents, right? So she couldn't really adjust to my culture and then my subculture versus what she grew up with. And those two big things on what you expect parenting to be like and have kids, we, just, we had to break up. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
And, and I agree. You can't hang in waiting for someone to change their mind, especially on such high values around that. Right. Mm. There are things you can be negotiable on. Height, oh, hair colour, eye colour, <laughs> you know. There, I, and I think we do need to be flexible on the physical. If you are so set in your ways around what your type is and you're going to miss, on, miss out on meeting someone really, really amazing. True. I see mm. that a lot, you know. Um, yeah, a lot of people, I, I notice a lot of people who do stay in, in relationship or not stay in relationship, but stay trying to change someone's mindset. And it, it just never, I, I don't see any positive gain from unless they want to make changes on their self. Um, you can't really put that on someone, but yeah. I, I don't we, see much. Sorry, you go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> As in to say, people will only want to transform their life or their situation that they're at and on their own and they want to do it, they will do it for themselves, not for yeah. anyone else. Mm. And same with you. If you want to do something, do it for yourself. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't go and get boob implants for, for a man. What, Dante? I've seen it where, you know, there's, there's, there's the male who's making like a lot of money and then they have their wives like get implants ass implants boob implants and they're totally on board with it so they're just like yeah okay you have the money let's do it but like that to me that's a whole other topic but i've seen that happen where i'm just like oh wow (laughs) and and it's just well i say this then don't Mm -hmm. don't move for someone so what i mean by that is if you find love and you want to move because of that relationship absolutely but don't move for solely that person because you need to have your own interests, your own hobbies, your own, um, you know, your own life. Because if, if that ends, ultimately you're going to blame that person for moving when, you know, it's do things for yourself, be empowered by your choices. Nice. Nice. Hopefully that answer a couple of you guys questions. I know someone asked a question on our live stream. Yeah. Um, I know Anne Shirley, she asked, uh, do those ideas about your worth in men still exist and you know just how to choose differently versus allowing patterns to win? What what was the first part? Sorry. Um, Do those ideas about your worth in men still exist? Uh, Do my ideas about (laughs) worth in men? Is that what worth in men? I'm not really sure. The the whole description you had before you went through your transformation, do those Uh, small things still pop up from time to time? All right. I'll be really, really vulnerable. So I'm really blessed because I've got tools around this, but there is still one thing that does affect me and it is um, the abandonment of a man. So the feeling of the, the whole goodbye, like when my dad said goodbye, that was the last goodbye. And even though he was still in my life, I saw him twice a month and I shared him with four other kids of his, the, the family he was with. And I rarely had like a male figure in my life consistent. I didn't have a consistent male figure in my life. So for me, the whole goodbye, I do get anxiety around because I'm always thinking, oh, he's never, he, will he come back? <laughs> but the way in which I deal with that is, that is my past. It's not my present. That is, that is one experience. And then I realized my dad was still in my life. Um, 
even my exes, like uh, even the cheating one, even the domestic violent one, I've made peace with all of them for my own happiness and for my own self-worth. People go, how can you forgive someone that beat you? Well, because if I held that grudge, I'm only drinking toxins and poison, hoping it kills them when it's hurting me. So negative energy affects the adrenals, it affects weight gain, stress, the hypothalamus. It's all like it's, we could talk about that for a long time, but emotions do manifest into the physical. So I forgave all of that. Um, but I, every person that comes into my life, despite my past experiences, I allow them to show me who they are through natural progression rather than judging and putting restrictions. And I did that in the past and I pushed my ex into another woman's arms. I'm not condoning his actions, but there, you know, it's a two way street. I did create some of that with, with how needy I was and fearing he was going to leave me. So I just, I just trust the process and I know everything happens for me, not to me. And I allow everyone to show me who they are naturally, individually, without any, you know, tarnish of the past. Oh, yeah, that's got a little vulnerable there. I know it's, uh... <laughs> yeah. I do hate goodbyes. Yeah. I bloody yeah. hate goodbyes. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm no, really no. glad that, um, that you you shared that with us because um, I can totally relate because my parents got divorced when I was younger and uh, my biological father hasn't really been in my life at all. I haven't seen him in like 18 years. So I do share that same um, abandonment issue when it comes to, you know, starting a relationship or any type of relationship with a man. So I could totally like relate to you on that level. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so sorry that he hasn't been in your life. And I promise you that men, there are reliable men out there, Kylie. Absolutely. Mm We just got to, the, the way in which we attract a reli- reliable man is by trusting there are reliable men. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. It's true. They're, they're out there. <laughs> <laughs> Sending you hugs. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so give me a second. I, I'm actually asking, we have some questions from our last episode. I don't yep. know if anyone else had any other questions here, but um, I don't know if I didn't see any questions on the live stream. But um, I know we talked about it. There's a couple. We had an episode about vulnerability prior on Wednesday, and I just, I'm just kind of revisiting some of the topics there. Just give me a second here. Let me uh, pull it up. But um, can I share something while you look for that about vulnerability? Yeah. yeah, totally. So my opinion about why people are and not getting into relationships. So I don't know if you're aware, but divorces increased, um, you know, relationships have declined over the past few years. And I truly believe that it's because we are sna- we're so scared of being vulnerable and getting hurt and having heartbreak that we prefer to snack, as I was saying before, on connection rather than having the banquet because it's easier to snack and jump from person to person and not get hurt than it is to make that deep connection with someone and potentially have heartbreak. Um, but what I want to say about that is, is snacking on, on connection can leave you feeling lonely just as much as heartbreak can. So instead of snacking, start to really, I mean, everyone's unique and individual and in what they want, but if you are someone looking for love and are scared of, of vulnerability and, and fearing heartbreak, you've got to step past the fear to get what you want. 
Um, and if you are just snacking on that connection and, and if in your heart you're saying, yes, I want love and a relationship, but then you meet a guy and I'm talking to the ladies right now. If and you meet a guy and he says, I just want casual sex. And then you decide, okay, I'm going to have casual sex. And then you wake up the next day and you feel worse because you're not getting that depth of connection that you're looking for. It's okay to say, no, I want you to, to know that it's really okay to say, no, I don't want to sleep with you tonight. And just, and just not, we don't have to sleep with someone to be liked by somebody. Mm-hmm. And you are allowed to have that, that depth of the connection that you want, you just might have to wait for a little bit longer. And if you're okay with that and you're okay with who you are and and your life, then it's much easier. Whereas heartbreak happens when we jump into the wrong relationships because we, we think this is the right person because the chemistry is there, but we miss the compatibility because we're rushing into it for the wrong reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. I just went on a tangent then, but hopefully somebody. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the question, I, you know, I guess the whole whole vulnerability um, topic, but how does vulnerability impact relationships? Um, The vulnerability impacts relationships without vulnerability. So you've got to have trust firstly, but I think trust is something that, you don't know. I don't think you earn trust. I think that you just have to naturally trust because if you don't trust, you can't be vulnerable. Mm. Not everybody's going to be right for you in the world. You can't expect that everyone in the world is going to be compatible with you. And when I do, when I talk about rejection, I say chase the no, because there will be more no's than yeses because you only want really one yes, essentially. So, you know, if you've stopped fearing the rejection, and start embracing that not everyone's compatible and and going out there and trusting the process, you will be able to be more vulnerable because with vulnerability becomes connection, comes trust, sorry, so communication, Um, the ability to rely on one another and, and communicate in a way that helps you to create the life that you want in that relationship. Okay, okay. I had uh, someone who's on live stream ask a question. When, at what point should a woman be vulnerable slash open up to a man during a dating phase without scaring the man away? So what was that person's name? Uh, Jen, Jen, Jen. So Jen. Yeah. Jen. Yeah. So the question, at what point should you be vulnerable? Yeah. With that. So if you are vulnerable in a relationship and you scare that man away, good riddance is all I say. And, and because if he can't handle you at vulnerability, then you don't, you, there is no point in that relationship where you can be vulnerable. Does that make sense? Cause he's going to run anyway. It could be th- three dates in or six dates in or 10 dates in. He doesn't right. just, does, pardon him. I just said, right. Like I was just, uh, yeah. Just uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, instead of worrying about when to be vulnerable or how to act or how to please somebody or how to get them to like you is not worrying about that and knowing that who you are authentically will attract the person that matches you authentically and it will repel the people that aren't your match and just be okay with that. Now I'm not saying on the first date, say I want to marry you and, (laughs) and I love you because you don't even know that. And we always put, we often put the, as women, put the ball in the man's court to decide. You've got to remember, you get to decide if this person's right for you as well. 
and and you only do that by naturally unfolding and, and seeing where the relationship goes and i would say gradually show bits and pieces of yourself at your own pace you don't have to um you know rush into it all at once and i don't recommend that because you want to see as well how he handles your vulnerability and and if that is attractive to him or not which gives you the answer as to whether you should continue dating him does that answer the question uh, she, she, she'll probably wait for a response soon. She did say <laughs> truth. <laughs> she did yeah. And they got a couple of yeses. Someone said yes, that is a truth. <laughs> um, got a couple of likes here. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> sure helped her, I'm sure. So what I'll add on to that is uh, yes, please. I'll admit I am a chronic snacker, right? That's, oh, uh, red pill. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that is just how, that. I, how I thought that's how I operate right I'm an extrovert extrovert right I'm Sagittarius I just love being out meeting people dating around and I'll admit like one of the things is like I like having deep conversations with people but if I am on a date with a girl or I'm talking to a girl or first phone call or whatever and she's just like spilling to her, that's because people are very comfortable talking to me I joke around I don't take things too seriously I'm not very sensitive and that does kind of put me off just a little bit. Question. I want the yes. women to know, why does it put you off from a male's perspective? It puts me off because as a man, it typically takes a little bit of extra effort to get our emotional engines like revved up and running. And it's basically, yeah. it's like, I feel like, wow, I have to respond and I may not be as like, I just in this weird spot, right? Where like, I don't feel like I'm, responsible enough right now to handle all these emotions that you're giving me because I yeah. don't know you. Yeah. It's like, I want to handle these. I do. They seem important. I really enjoy conversations, but you're giving me a lot to hold on to right now. And I don't know you that well. So at what point do you think you can handle those emotions? Well, I don't want to put like a, a time frame on it, but it's definitely yeah. more so along the lines of like the fourth or fifth date. Right. Like yeah. we, maybe we haven't been physically intimate yet, but there's been a point where I've kind of initiated that where I'm like, all right, like she's been intimate enough to where I could be intimate back and now I'm willing to play tennis with this and we can open up to each other. But if so I haven't you, opened up at all yet and you're just yeah. spilling to me, you, I, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. It's too much. It's just too much. But is that also because red pill, I'm going to ask a vulnerable question. Uh, you aren't wanting a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that vulnerability is too much because you just want the connect, the snack connection, not the deep connection. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. if you're, if you were a man sitting here wanting a, a relationship, do you think it would be a little bit different? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Now, even if I want a relationship, <laughs> and I'm really into this girl, if it is too soon, it may not scare me away, but it will put me off. Okay. Just because I would feel bad for someone to share so much with me, and I'm just not willing to share with them at that moment. Okay. So what you're saying is, ladies, match the guy as to the level of sharing um, because that will sort of guide you on what point he's at. Is that what you th would you say that's good advice? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, we as women, so you go. Oh, I cut you off. Then I get. No, really, I'm, I'm really. <laughs> I am like. I want to hear what you're saying. Go for it. So the reason why women talk more and men talk less is because back in the day, um, when the men were hunters and the women were 
gatherers and living at home, taking care of the family, in order to survive, the women would talk loudly in the bush and doing whatever they did in their homes to scare away the animals or intruders. Men, on the other hand, when they're together, they were hunting and they would be quiet because they can't talk, because they can't be seen, they can't be heard. So it, it's evolved even to today, which is the old brain right. with the new brain, where we're now going into a new brain, which is why more women are stepping into the masculine energy. And this is a whole other topic, but the, the new brain and the old brain. So the old brain is the women talk because that's what we're accustomed to. And it's survival and, me, and to the men to survive, keep quiet. So it's, I don't know why I've gone there or what, <laughs> what, what, that, that what happened. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I never heard that before. Ever, yeah, the listening part of that, that, that's, I mean, I heard the men hunt, but like, you know I mean? I never heard the, the women listening part. That's yeah. yeah. So we, we also had a discussion about men and the difference between sensitivity and vulnerability. Uh, yes. So there, there's, there's, a, there's a time where a guy's too emotional and he's sensitive and the girls are like, oh, and they like just like pause and like, oh, he's just too sensitive. He's not masculine enough. So, we, I mean, from your perspective, what's... Uh... So, so there's, we, we refer to masculine and feminine as male and female, but yeah. we all embody the masculine and feminine energy. So... When, when you're sensitive, that can be sort of a toxic feminine energy. So sensitive is like taking on words too harshly and being offended by something. Um, sometimes the delivery could be fixed as well. <laughs> it's not always about how you're receiving it. It's how you're delivering it. Yeah. Um, so there is no negative, I believe, in embodying masculine and feminine energy because uh -huh. it's a healthy balance. Yeah. When you're in your masculine energy, you're deciding, you're driving, you're, um, you know, you're energized. When you're in the feminine energy, it's like you're flirty and fun and adventurous. And it's yeah. like you go on a holiday when you step in your feminine. So I recommend men do step in their feminine, which is also why men are drawn to women because they are always masculine at work. Boom, boom, boom. This is the old traditional style, obviously. Yeah. And then when they come home to their woman and she's in her feminine, it's like, oh, I'm coming home for a holiday because yeah. you get that feminine light fun energy, yeah. which is also why I think the relationships have twisted so much because women are so much in their masculine energy now yeah. and we're not stepping into the feminine. Yeah. But what was your question? The difference between yeah. sensitivity and... Sensitivity and vulnerability. I mean, coming yeah. from perspective of both i guess you could say men and also women too but i think more of the mm. men's side of it because we had a discussion about that we could really uh define that or i couldn't define that from our last topic but so i think sense sensitivity is more in a way of receiving and feeling about how somebody has sort of delivered something to you or said something about you negative yeah. feedback or uh, taking it on in a way that is negative rather than hearing it constructively yeah. um sensitivity and vulnerability vulnerability is having your heart open and trusting the process and sharing with somebody the things that you would only share with special people essentially like it's it's seeing the all allowing them to see all of your faces of the many personalities of who you are and still loving that person 
it's different perspective. I, I'm, that, that actually clarifies a lot of the difference of different difference uh, of that of those two because we got that kind of mix up. We're like, oh, I don't think it's necessarily that one, and we just kept switching it up. So that's a good clarification. That, well, sensitivity can also be the softness. Yeah. like really understanding a woman and listening and yeah. stepping into your feminine, but it can become toxic when it then now is offending and, and needy and, and like not, it's that the fine line yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Aunt Shirley had a question. <laughs> yeah. um, she, she asked, oh, uh, can the love coach expand on how we as a culture use sex to get our emotional int- intimacy met, but it's like the wrong way to go about it? Kind of. Yeah. So I, I mentioned it briefly before about vulnerability. So we're so scared of getting hurt and being vulnerable. We're snacking on quick connections. Uh, this day and age, it's so easy to meet somebody, just swipe right, meet at a coffee shop. Well, not at the moment, which is why I'm loving Corona. And, 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 and let me rephrase that. There are so many positives to Corona. There are a lot of negatives, but there are positives to Corona in the sense that I think this is going to change people's perspective on love and relationships and change their priorities. Because if you're single and you've been flinging around here and there, and I don't, this is a very generalized statement. And now you're on your own uh, and you don't have a connection with somebody. You're, you're kind of thinking, Oh, was I really wasting my time? Was that beneficial time like obviously it's fun and experimental but you got to think about the depth of your life and what you really truly want and are quick connections with people benefiting your purpose for me no it's individual for everybody um it's easy to get a quick connection it's not easy to find a deep love mm. sure I mean, I, I, I heard, I heard, I heard. <laughs> I've heard well, from a great line. <laughs> I've experienced, I've experienced it all. So, I mean, right, I, can, so. I can honestly share, like I um, was single for, I've been single for six years. I was single for eight years in between my domestic violent one and, and the yeah. video game wow. playing. And I genuinely thought F men, excuse my language. Uh, I didn't say it, but I'm implying it. Um, <laughs> I am just going to do what I want when I want. I'm going to be a woman of the world and have experiences. And I did. And when I look back on it, it's grown me. It's showing me a lot about who I am and what I want, but it's not what I want long-term. I really want that, that loving connection with somebody that I can be vulnerable with and have them have my back. You know, if I go to the hospital, I can't ring my one night stand and say, Hey babe, can you come and help me? Do you know who I am? <laughs> like, like, I have a question. I have a question yes, for you. Yes. Right. And so you've been through everything you've been through. And I'm also pretty positive. You went through an immense amount of education to know what you know now. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you yeah. ever feel like you know too much? And maybe that makes it harder. Like you meet a guy who's a great guy, but you can just tell he's a lot more emotionally illiterate than you are. Does that, does that happen? Um, yes. This is a very good question. So I, I don't, I think I'm ever evolving. So I think learning and growing is something that is consistent on my daily basis on a daily basis. But you are right. I do often get people say to me, oh, you're a love coach. You're going to judge me. 
I have no judgment for anybody for their opinions and choices and what they want for their life. The only thing that I assess is how you treat me. So to answer your question, it has been challenging because people instantly think, oh, you are going to judge me and which shows their insecurity. So essentially it is, it weeds out people that aren't right for me. So I do want somebody that is emotionally available, but also emotionally aware. Uh, And people, not that it's hard to come by, but I feel like I, I, it's, I, 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 I phrase it like this. It's like when you're in school, there are some people in grade 12 um, and there are some people in grade eight. And I feel like I'm in grade 12 and I'm meeting people in grade eight at times. We're just right. different phases of our life. Okay. Yeah. If that, if that helps. <laughs> yeah, I, was just, I was just really curious. But yeah. 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 And it doesn't, I'm not unhappy about it. I just know that it's the right person will come into my life at the right time. Hey guys, we're going to take a 30 second pause and to jump into some other content. We'll jump right back into the episode right after this in a bit. Stay tuned. Hey guys, just giving you guys a quick reminder that we have a website for Y Day Podcast. It's on www.ydaypodcast.com where we have all the platforms where all this episode is on. And we're on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, and we're also on uh, Spotify. So, and we also actually have this video, um, the episode of the video, on our YouTube channel, on the Wide Date Podcast web, uh, YouTube channel, which is also in that website. And we have a Patreon website as well. Now, if you guys want to donate $5 a month, is we're going to give you guys the all-exclusive behind-the-scenes content where 30, 45 minutes prior, before the episode, we're going to have a Q&A, a live Q&A with the guest speaker that we have here. Sometimes we typically have dating coaches. We have motivational pe- speakers on here. So any question you guys want to ask, feel free to do that. Go on to It's also on the Patreon website on our, our on our Why Date podcast episode. And just put it in there. And Or if you want to just become a Patreon and get all the exclusive content, it's also in there too as well. But, all right, don't want to take too much of you guys' time. Get back into the episode right now. Okay, so I think someone had a question too. Um, thank you for answering these questions too, by the way. That's okay, my pleasure. <laughs> um, so how do you know you're meeting someone who isn't re-triggering your old schemas? 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 From childhood. Sorry, I couldn't read that fully. Well, you, you never know. You never know. But the thing is, is you've just got to experience. And it. somebody can trigger you at any time in your life. You could be on the internet and someone's commented on your photo, something that triggers you. But it, it lies within. So it's knowing how to deal with that trigger as it arises and not projecting onto that person. Sharing with them, like, this is, this is not my th- my values are this this isn't matching my values at the moment um so i need to just take a step back and assess what's going on for me right now because i'm triggered like um and and just being vulnerable about it and sharing openly and honestly with somebody will deepen that bond and then they have that understanding of oh okay shit when i do this this happens um but you can never people don't 
I believe people don't intentionally, even bullies, like this is another topic altogether. I don't think bullies realize they're bullies. They just say and do what they think because that's honest, but that it's all in the delivery. So I think we need to be accountable for how we deliver feedback. And we also need to be accountable for how we receive feedback. Um, and if you respond instead of reacting, because a reaction is from an emotional place, uh, a triggered place, a response is, is assessing the scenario and the situation and replying in a way that does not have any emotion attached to it. Being responsible for that. Okay. What do you so, think? <laughs> There's I, a lot of silence. <laughs> I, got, I got a friend from... Uh, Australia too. She said, Hey, from Australia, what's up? G'day, mate. How you going? Oi, oi, oi. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Okay, okay. All right. I'm not really this brown. I've just put a spray tan on. <laughs> so I'm a white Australian. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. What? Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah, yeah. It was... It's something that we chant. It's like a, like, you know, like the haka for New Zealanders. Okay. It's not, not as intense or spiritual, obviously, but it's, it's how we connect with our chant. Uh, ozzy, ozzy, ozzy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. <laughs> learning something new. I'm learning something about snacking, and I, yeah. I had never heard. I just made that up. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> um, I guess one of the questions I do want to ask, um, and, and I guess in the millennial or just in our culture, like, millennials gen wise um someone mentioned i guess one of the questions i wanted to ask too is do we, why do we accept lack of vulnerability in the culture I, i've noticed that now like it's been like acceptable in our in our culture or even in our generation <clears throat> and um what's the other question so yeah and how does a lack of vulnerability affect emotional intimacy so i think we accept this culture now because nobody actually knows how to deal with heartbreak. Well, people do. So there are no education. Uh, let me say that again. There are educational tools and pieces around that, but we don't align it or associate it to actually put implement those steps or the, the education. Does that make sense? So be, there's knowledge out there, but people are so scared of approaching a coach or a counselor or whatever it might be because of the judgment. So they just ask their friends and then they get the same advice. So that's why there's this vicious cycle of, of a lack of vulnerability, a lack of connection. And then we just go around in circles. It's that pattern. So you need to break that pattern. You need to break it by doing something different. Um, so, and doing something different is understanding why can't I be vulnerable? Well, I can't be vulnerable because, you know, mainly I don't want to be hurt again. I don't want to go through the same thing that I've just dealt with because I think in my opinion, that heartbreak is worse than death. And, and I've lost my dad. My dad passed away of cancer. I love my dad very much. My opa um, passed away in November. I've dealt with death firsthand and it hurts, but there's closure. Um, whereas with heartbreak, they don't offer you closure. And, and we're trusting somebody and putting our heart in somebody's hands so much that it's safer to hold it close and not allow somebody in. Yeah. So we're not allowing ourselves to 
to step into that fear and trust somebody enough that, you know, I can't sit here and say every relationship will last forever because they won't. But it's about where you're, you're at in your life and how you approach it and being like, I don't, there's no such thing as rejection for me. Yeah. I have no association with the, with rejection because just because somebody's not compatible with you doesn't mean that you're not worthy. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody isn't interested in you doesn't mean you're not lovable. It's just, you're not compatible. Like Nutella, my favorite theory is my Nutella theory. So I want to ask you guys, how many people do you think in the world love Nutella? Oh man. A lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> like on a percentage out yeah, of a hundred percent. I just not found out they have a little, uh, high seventies, high seventies, 70, 70. Okay. Well, guess what? How delicious is Nutella by the way? It's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it good. is. Yeah. So if you take into account how delicious Nutella is, uh-huh. and even if you think 70% of the world likes Nutella, there's still 30% of people that don't. But then you've got to think vegans, people who don't eat sugar, the palm oil, people who are allergic to nuts. It's probably more like 50%. But do you think Nutella sits on the shelf thinking, how can I please the other 50% of the world so that they like me? <laughs> all, the, all the creators of Nutella? No. no. It still flies off the shelf. of people love it and it's delicious. Well, we're Nutella. We're Nutella. Don't change yourself to please 100% of people because you're going to be a chameleon and exhausted for the rest of your life. Just be you. Just be Nutella because 50% of people will love you because you're delicious. Don't worry about the other people that aren't interested. It's just time wasting. You don't have enough time to please everybody. So going back to the question, Yes, I do think there is an acceptance of a lack of vulnerability in the world, which I do believe that is, has created this um, hit it, quit it mentality. Um, do I think it needs to change? I absolutely think it needs to change because, you know, you can feel just as lonely having snack connections than you can, you know, having the heartbreak. So it, it's about deciding what you want for you and actually going for that and knowing that it will be harder to find that relationship because there are people in grade eight when you're in grade 12. So, you know, does that answer the question? Yeah. No, <laughs> I rambled good. a lot there. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. So you want to, you want to tell, you want to ask, ask a question? Kathy, oh, um, yeah. Uh, we have another question from Anne Shirley. Uh, she asked, um, how can you be more able to distinguish who's the right person for you? Is it Anne? Uh, Anne Shirley. Shirley. Hi, Anne Shirley. You know, you distinguish that based on your own values. So you must first know your own values. So this is in the foundational setting that I create in my course. So if you don't know who you are and what you want, you're never going to find the person that is right for you because you're going to be a chameleon, people-pleasing, adapting. So When you know your love language, um, your values, who you are in this world, what your purpose is, I mean, that's hard. Not everyone knows their purpose. You don't need to know your purpose to find love. But if you're comfortable in your own skin, if you're living authentically, um, you are going to just, someone will be magnetic in your life. Like they will just magnetize to you because you're owning who you are and then they will come into your life because it's a vibrational thing. So first, get to know who you are first. Stop, stop looking out there for what it is. Get to know you first. I, you know, I've literally just realized I want an emotionally available man. I was missing all of that because I wasn't emotionally available, even as a love coach. 
I wasn't emotionally available. So now that I know I'm emotionally available, that's going to happen for me. So, and I'm really excited about that. So be clear on your values, know your love language, know what you, you, who you are, and then naturally that'll unfold for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense to answer that. I'm sure she's still on here. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to take too much of your time. I know, you know, I'm sure you're a busy person. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys, you guys have any other questions. If I'm not sure if you want to wrap it up. Um, I, I do. Oh. I do. Oh, so, <laughs> <I'm wrapping it> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> so, so <laughs> this is like a kind of like a serious question, right? Uh, a lot of men in certain subcultures grow up where they are absolutely demonized for any type of sensitivity, vulnerability, openness, right? I grew up one of those subcultures. I'm sure there's subcultures for that over yeah. in Australia where certain men just grew up and it's like, hey, you're not allowed to cry or be sad. Well, I also grew up in a very stoic household. Like both my parents, incredible stoicism, right? And so even anger wasn't allowed in the house. Like there was, there was like nothing. And so I recently, you know, like I'm either happy or I'm quiet. It's kind of the only, I operate only modalities, but for women who are currently in a relationship with men or entering a relationship with a man who grew up in the subculture, what is the advice you would give to a woman, to a guy who is showing all the signs that he wants to be with you, but unfortunately he just doesn't have the emotional bandwidth at the moment. What are things she can do or bring up to him to kind of just influence him to make that change in himself? I just think by not trying to influence and by allowing him to be him will allow him to open up more. Does that make sense? So women can often get in our masculine energy and be decisive about that relationship and put pressure on through saying, I, I want to be with you. I like you. I'm giving you an ultimatum. Um, do you want me? And, which is, is very negative, but you can still have the same conversation, but coming from a feminine energy, which is nurturing and, and loving and, and allowing him to open up. So coming from a place of, of, you know, you know, what's masculine, I hate, you know, right. is going to put a man off at, because men naturally want to be the masculine I know this is a very traditional thing, but we still are very traditional in, in some senses. So by being the feminine and allowing him and creating the space and yeah. opening the space for him to come forward, it's like a rubber band. The more you pull the rubber band, the more it gets tighter. And when you flick it, it goes the other way. So you've just got to let it flow, let it be natural and not, not rush and put pressure on and just create the space. Does that? That does. And I guess the, yeah. the opposite of that would be, all right, I don't know if you guys noticed already, I do have a problem with being open that just, so my problem isn't so much dating or like even like commitment, right? Like I've had girlfriends. It's just intimacy is really, really hard. I grew up in a family that doesn't hug, doesn't kiss, doesn't say I love you. I don't think I've heard I love you since I was like 12. You know, it's like, yes, it's my family. And I play sports I all my love life. you. <laughs> Was that too soon? <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> Yay! You know, I just, You're uh, not going to I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, uh, I play sports all my life, so I'm wishing out with guys, right? I operate almost solely in the masculine. All my friends are very masculine. What? I don't know if you've ever had any clients that were guys struggle with that intimacy. Like, what would you say for someone who's 
not always incredibly comfortable. What, being what do you, so what are you, what are you fearing by being intimate? I guess for me, it's just like, it's, it's a little awkward and in my entire life has always been unrequited. And so I'm just kind of like, well, if it's like a really visceral thing, like a one night stand and hookup, like I'm down, but if it's like, yeah. you know, kind of like laying on the couch, someone wants to cuddle when we're sleeping. That's really hard for me. Are you ready? For, do you want me to go deeper? I, I, I want to ask this before I go deeper. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. All right. So there's a, there's a fear there as to what's stopping you from going past that quick connection. So what can I ask you is that fear? Yeah, I think, uh, I kind of feel like it's going to be like, you need to throw a slinky down the stairs. Like once it goes, it's gone. Right. Like there, it's just going to keep on turning and turning and turning. I'm afraid that if I open up like that it's going to pull out more things and more. It's kind of like when the magician pulls the scarfs out of his sleeve and it just never ends. And I yeah. kind of feel like if you crack that eggshell, I'm going to leak out. And so I got to block that off. And what's wrong with that? What's wrong with leaking out? I don't, well, I guess just growing up, it was like every time I was in a position to kind of leak out, it was like patched up fast. Yeah. And it, it was just, it was just tough. And actually, I even, I'll even admit, I even therapy for it. Um, so most people who know me, I'm a single dad, right? Beautiful. Didn't work out with my son's mom and I didn't trust women at all. Right. When I grew up, I only had two women in my life with my mom, and my sister, again, still local family. And then like after that, it was like, I wrote them off. I was like, no, nah, MGTOW made sense. I wrote MGTOW was the time. I was like, oh, MGTOW makes sense. No, I don't agree with it at all. No, I don't think it makes sense. But at the time, uh, you know, I went to therapy for it and I went for a while and then it was just like, we made no headway. Can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. What happened when the first, the first time you were vulnerable or shared or let it leak out, what happened? Uh, I was kind of pushed away. I was being too sensitive. Ah. Who told you that? Uh, both of my parents growing up, past women that I've dated, like up until about, I would say like, yeah, up until I think the last time I was really vulnerable, definitely my son's mom was the last time. And after so that, what, I was just like off. So what in that moment did you make it mean about yourself? It was kind of like, yeah, my feelings like are my feelings and they're not really going to be valued or respected or appreciated. Ah. And so it's like, well, just keep it to yourself. Cause I like me enough. So like, that's just the way it's going to be. So do you think that when you open up with a woman, she's going to undervalue you or devalue you? Kind of. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Or push you away. So you, you push them away before they push you away. So what, typically, when <laughs> really push them away, they just get really frustrated and leave. So I'm not like actively yeah, pushing so, them. No, it's a subconscious thing. So, this, this, so I was chaotically busy to avoid being vulnerable. You right. are, I'm trying to think of the wording. You create a scenario that makes the woman walk away before you have to before you, they push you away. Does that make sense? Bef so it's like, this is you controlling the scenario. So you don't have to go back to that place of feeling undervalued or devalued by a woman when you're sensitive. Does, is this resonating? A little too deeply, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, if, are you comfortable with this going more or do you want me to? So, I mean, yeah. But I want to leave um, you hanging. Totally. I'm, I'm comfortable with this going deeper. Yeah. 
So what I want you to know is that everybody deals with feelings and emotions differently. So your parents um, and your family was raised the way they were raised, which create their meaning around sensitivity or emotions. And it has, it's a flow on effect and it's, you know, now your beliefs. And it's scary to be vulnerable, but I want to tell you right now, women want to hear the sensitive side of you. Women feel more connected with you when you share openly about who you are. We, and if a woman says that's too much for me, then get rid of her because it, it, we deserve that genuine depth of connection and the, the, the person that will be there for us when we want to leak out because we're human. We're not robots. We, we have feelings um, and we're allowed to share those feelings. So I, you, I feel like you need to disassociate that, that connection of, of how your parents and family deal with emotions and reframe it and create a new way of looking at it. It'll be scary, but, you know, I want to ask you, are you happy, like, and this is all personal preference, but are you happy with the short connections or do you want something more? Uh, I think I want something more. Currently, I understand that I'm not ready for something more, right? Yeah. I just recently got out of a relationship. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm okay right now. But I did enjoy that. And I could say my last relationship was the first time where intimacy was allowed. My, like I was allowed, I allowed myself to be a bit more open. Yeah. Right. But even then it was like conversations would start and it would literally get to a point where my mouth would open and nothing would come out. Like I physically couldn't, couldn't, uh, I was, it was ineffable. I just could not say these things. And then she would just stare at me and be like, are you going to close your mouth? Like, what, are you going to say something? I'd be like, and then I would just stop and then I'd just stonewall monolith, just not, they'd be like, oh, it's okay. We'll talk about it later. I'll just brush it off. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's a guy thing. You're not alone. Guys go to their cave and they try and solve it and fix the problem and then they come back. And women are like, we need to talk about this. Come and tell me. I want to help. I want to fix it. I want to, and and we, we don't allow that space. Right. So we need to be more in tune in how we deal with things. Um, but I, so you just avoid it altogether. So we need to create a new meaning around so when you end when that relationship ended did you make it mean that it was because you were vulnerable or intimate or weren't enough so when that relationship ended it was just more so we just had there's the two big things which is i couldn't guarantee your kids and then the values were you know slightly different values and uh because intimacy was happening we did it for about almost two years and it was like towards the end it was like i was really opening up like we would have talks in the middle of the night about like, oh, this happened in my childhood or, oh, this happened in my past relationship. I have a personal role. I almost never talk about past relationships with someone that I'm dating. I almost never bring it up. Did you enjoy those conversations? They were very hard. I think I enjoyed them after they were over. I could look back on them and be like, oh, okay, we talked about that. But in the moment, they were like excruciating. Why were they excruciating? Because it was like the, the handkerchiefs coming out of the sleeve. And it was almost like a flow where I couldn't stop it. Like I was losing control. I couldn't. So I need to, I need, I need to hear a feeling. So why were they, why was it excruciating? Oh, I had to revisit those things. I had to go back and revisit them. Did you feel like you were being judged? 
I think it wasn't that I was being judged per se by the person I was telling. I was just remembering the judgments at the time when those things happened. And they felt very yeah. real, very true, like they're happening right now. So we need to, so um, this is a bit of a process, but we need to go back to that time where you felt like that and make peace and find closure for that because mm-hmm. that experience was with that person. And it's, it, it, it's not necessarily going to replay. It will replay if you still haven't made peace with it. It will still happen in your life because you need to find the lesson and, and get the closure. But until you make peace, yeah, so when you make peace with it, that is when you can reframe your mindset and actually be comfortable with being vulnerable. And, and, and you've just got to own who you are. You, like this is your journey. Like, see how it was so easy for me to talk about my life because I have made peace with it. Like there's no upset or anger or frustration. Um, and I tell people openly, um, you know, I'm, I'm an open book because I know and I'm comfortable with who I am and I know that the people who love me will be here and the people that don't get me won't be and that's okay. But you get me at my best and my worst and I'll love you forever. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I want to go more into some coaching for you right now, um, but I just I want you to know that women truly appreciate it when a man is open with her and vulnerable because that is where the trust is built. You know, it strengthens, strengthens that bond. Um, and it, it allows, and she wants to be, when you share with her, a woman will want to do more for you because she cares for you and loves you and, and sees that side of you. I don't think women, you know, there are, I'm generalizing again, but there are women in the world that don't get men's emotions and don't get crying and, and, and that, but that's okay. That's that you don't need to worry about those women. There are women out there, me included, Kylie included. I know I already know you (laughs) from this short conversation that find absolute beauty in that depth of sharing and that connection and do you know what? If you are so vulnerable, sometimes a woman will want to change her values. And I'm not saying that they should, but when you are so connected with somebody, you adapt and you look at your negotiables and you, you know, you come together on that journey bonded. It might, it, it might be scarier, but there's so many more payoffs the impact I think is far greater than not connecting because you're living in a, in a world of who am I? You're going quiet. Yeah, no, we just agree. <laughs> I, like, well, yeah. I was like, Oh, I agree 100%. yeah. Yeah. No, that was, but, but thank you. I think, I think I needed to hear that. You know, I just, when you just grow up in a culture where it's like, Hey, yeah, like you, you have to be that monolith. Like you have to be that extremely consistent, unwavering presence yeah. right like because everyone's always depending on you all the time and it's like you can't you can't do that you can't ever have a breakdown you can't ever be upset you can't sit until you feel it's all right this is what happens this is what we're going to do about it and that's it but th- this is why men the suicide rate for men is far greater than women because they they don't allow themselves to share because of the judgment that they might have from society well do you know what 
society, who cares? Society has opinions, but the people who mind don't matter and the people who matter don't mind. <laughs> Dr. Seuss. <laughs> so the more, the more open you are with people that you trust, not everybody gets that of you though. Only the people that deserve that can have that. Yeah. For me, I'm an open book. I, if you ask me a question, I'll tell you the answer. Um, and there are certain things that I share more deeply with my partner. But, you know, there's, what's the saying? There are three faces. The face your Instagram people get, the face your family get, and the face your lover gets or something. So you share what you want to share with people, but know that there, you shouldn't feel limited in that sharing because that is a culture you grew up in, but that doesn't necessarily have to be your truth now. Mm. Yeah. That's powerful. That's yeah. I was, I was like, oh man, because we're all quiet. We're just like, oh, yeah. we're taking it. Yeah, in. we're really taking it. <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm glad. Something hits the down. We're like, ah. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Red. Before we, I just want to check in before, because we've just spoken really deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to check in how you're feeling before we move on to the next thing. Yeah. Now I'm kind of like in like this pensive state where I'm like, I have a lot of things to think about. <laughs> as soon as this, this podcast episode ends, I got to rethink some situations. Do you know what makes you beautiful? What? Uh, uh, in, um, I can't pronounce it properly. So the Japanese proverb for when something breaks, when a, when a porcelain thing breaks, they mend it with glass. I mean gold. They mend it with gold. Oh, yeah. Because the, there's beauty in the imperfections. So people relate to your imperfections because we're all imperfect. Our imperfections make us perfect. So embrace them because a woman will be drawn to you so much more for you being vulnerable and sharing that than just being staunch and have, and being, you know, strong all the time. We want a strong man, but we want the feminine as well. You've got to embrace the two. Yeah. Okay, I talked again. How are you feeling? You're going to re-embrace it? Re- re- <laughs> can- <laughs> yeah, I'm going, to have to, I'm going to have to revisit that, think about that, yeah. figure out where the kinks in the hose, you know? Yeah, oh. and you're perfect as you are, honey. You really are. Like, we all are. <laughs> you are. So don't ever make yourself wrong for how you're feeling. It's just a feeling, and feelings aren't real. They're just a thought from our brain creating a, a reaction in our system. And you can, you can recreate that feeling and change it. You know, have you seen happy is an actual physical thing? You can see happy in the brain, the brain chemistry of happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same with sad. It's a physical thing. So you can, you know, change and transform your beliefs around that. Yeah, we're just taking it all in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> we're stopping anytime, you guys. <laughs> You're like, You're all good, he's laughing. Good. Okay, we can move on now. He's laughing. <laughs> Thank you for being so vulnerable, Red Pill. You've already, yeah, yeah, already stepped into that. That was amazing. I feel like everyone who, who knows me watching this live stream is just like, 
Did he really just say that? Did he really just open up about that thing? Yeah, he man. He don't open up that? too much. Yeah. yeah I, I appreciate like, wow. it, though. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Aww. Really appreciate it. Do you know how many <laughs> men watching this will go, oh, she was like... Not too bad. <laughs> open up. Open up that opportunity. So you're lead, leading the way. <laughs> yeah, we have one of the guys who's, uh, who, who speaks on our podcast. He just timed down the live stream. So I'm not sure if he's okay. still on, but uh, <laughs> hopefully it resonated with him too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's still there. Um, I don't think I have any other questions. Unless you oh, I have I one. Know. I don't yeah. know. It's, I mean, that's deep. <laughs> it's deep. Um, <laughs> so what kind of advice can you give a woman who's kind of like feeling down on herself? Like, how do you like regain your worth again? By knowing that your worth is not based on other people's opinions. So I went on the bachelor, as you know, and when I, when I came out of that, I had um, a lot of love. I had a lot of negativity as well because I was the MC for Sexpo and people were like, is she a hooker? Is she a prostitute? Like all this kind of stuff. And if I sat there and made everything, made a meaning out of everything that those people said, I would be, I wouldn't get out of bed. So it's about knowing that in this world, people will have opinions. They're like bum holes. We all have one, <laughs> you know, but not taking on board people's opinions to, and allow it, allowing it to impact you. Just as I said earlier, stand in your worth. When you know who you are, it's like, it's like a superhero cape. You, you know who you are and, and people will fling stuff at you and it will just fly off because that's, they're not your people. So if you're feeling down right now, what I want you to do is I want you to do some affirmations. It's hard, but instead of that inner critic, release your inner cheerleader. So the inner critic might be, you might get up in the morning and say, I look fat today. I want you to hear that inner critic and step out and go, hang on. Would you say that to your best friend? No. So don't say it to yourself. So release your inner cheerleader. Um, you're working on your health goals. I'm beautiful. I love myself for who I am today. I'm grateful for this body that I have that allows me to get to and from all of the activities that life has me has to offer me. Um, so gratitude is a great thing. Like when you learn true gratitude, you can appreciate even the challenges. When, when a challenge happens to me, I go, ha ha universe, what are you doing? I am, I accept. <laughs> so have fun with it. Don't allow it to, to consume you because you know, happiness is a choice. It really is a choice. And people are wondering why I'm so happy during Corona. It's because I'm choosing every day to be happy and create a life of routine and, and doing things that fill me up. I find purpose in my life. Um, journal. If, you, if you're really feeling down, journal. Get it out. If it's negative, tear it up, throw it out. Um, find actions to combat the inner critic that is you're allowing to rule yourself over you hopefully that helps oh yeah yeah definitely okay good. <laughs> yeah and, and and oh i just got a little message comparison stop comparing yourself to others 
um, looking at somebody's Instagram and looking at this fitness model thinking, holy shit, she's better than me. How can I find love if that person's out there and how can I compete? Well, it's not about competing. It's about embracing who you are and really owning who you are. Because as I said earlier, somebody will come into your life that matches that energy um, and isn't interested in that fitness model. Men like all types. You're a type. Someone will love you, but you're going to love you first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm, uh, like I said, thank you. Thank you for uh, answering all these questions. I know we kind of okay. stumped you a lot longer than, than normal. I'm, That's all right. But, uh, <laughs> My pleasure. I'm just worried about Red Pill. Oh, no, he's moving. <laughs> so I, will say, I will say, my name is Markel. Markel, um, I didn't know we weren't using nicknames, so I left my right And I felt really bad. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Markel. This is our first name basis here. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Markel. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll take the blue pill. You take the red pill, the matrix, okay. the matrix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I hope I haven't offended you by saying that all this time. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's totally okay. This is the, I think a way back when, when we were doing the podcast, it was like, we, we all kind of had like code names, yeah. right? It was like, it, so we all had code names. And then it was like, on the very second episode I was on, we did a live stream and I was like, well, now there's no point to having a code name. <laughs> it, just, it, just, it just stuck. It just stuck. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. That or someone would accidentally say our real name and then. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Say that. You sound cool. So I just kept going. So. Yeah. That's like, all right. What does he know? I don't know where the name came from. I think we, I started using it since like season one and I was like, oh, yeah. you know what? Honestly, everyone kind of knows who we are. <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful. You guys are great. This is, I've really enjoyed this. I know. Yeah, that- thank you so much for coming on. It was yeah. very helpful, My pleasure. very insightful. Like, I'm definitely going to look up your book too. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, real quick. Can you share that one more time? What's it called? Yeah. Breaking Down the Breakup. Breaking Down the Breakup. <laughs> if you guys hear that on live stream. Okay, so Breaking Down the Breakup. You. And then I think you said you had a course. If you just want to give the overview of the course so people knowing like, hey, like I really like what she's saying. I like her yeah. insight. Maybe I could really thank benefit. You. Like each your description of the course and what they could hope to gain from it. Yeah, so yeah thank you. So um, it's called the Love Trust Cycle and uh, I run it uh, online. So it's via Facebook, um, a Facebook group. So it's eight weeks and it's essentially starting from scratch. So setting all of the right foundations, debunking all of those triggers and, and more I guess, removing all of those triggers and creating and reframing what you want, understanding who you are um, and manifesting the love you actually really deserve uh, naturally and authentically. So it's eight weeks. I do live uh, calls every week. Plus there's video video um, sessions as well and workbooks that you get. So you get workbooks and you have to do the exercises uh, and I keep you accountable. Uh, and there's also the option of having just doing the course or then upgrading and having one-on-one sessions with me as well to help aid you in that process um, also. So that um, I'm actually going to, after this call, I'm literally sitting down. I've just finished one eight week course um, about two weeks ago. So I'm working on the next one now. So nice. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I want to give uh, something for the listeners too here that being the people who listen to my podcast. Um, yes. Is there anything, any like something that we can, you know, for a course program, I know you, you mentioned your website. I'll link their website on here. That way people can go on there and um, or email, whichever works um, for you. But um, is there something for, <clears throat> I guess, for the listeners that they say they seen your email or seen your message? Is there um, like a program that, you know, I'm not saying free wise, but like any kind of discounted or promo or something we can. Oh, so I can't. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So if you, what I'll do is I'll give an extra 30 minute love reading. Okay. Free. Cool. Like a love session. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So on top of the three, you'll love get, session. yeah. Get an, an extra one, a love session. <laughs> okay, I know. Email, what, I know. <laughs> oh, quick segue. Minutes, quick segue. <laughs> <laughs> Belinda at beloved.com.au. Belinda at b l o v e d dot com dot au. Belinda at b for Belinda, and then the word loved l o v e d dot com dot au. Okay. All right, let me put that on there. That way I'll pin it for people. And uh, and my Facebook is Belinda Love or my Instagram, Belinda Love Coach. <laughs> Wherever you want to find me. Uh, so Belinda at love.com.au, AU, right? But BelindaLove.com.au. Yeah, that's my website. Yeah. Okay, got it. And then... Uh, and then we'll get our socials and we'll put those up and okay, great. <laughs> great. <laughs> um, can then, I hear from you? Sorry. Yeah, you go. Go ahead. Yeah. I wanted to hear what, if there's one thing you guys took away from this chat today. Ooh, man. We'll start with Kylie. <laughs> I don't want to start red pill first. I don't know if he's still kind of, you know, <laughs> um, there's just like so much. I can't just yeah. pin one thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess like just you like answering my question, just reiterating um, not to uh, compare yourself to other people. Um, always like just staying confident, like in yourself, you know, and just uh, always remembering your worth, you know, just uh, just, you know, affirming yourself like every morning, you know, those are like some really good practices, you know, to do like on a daily basis. So I think that was really helpful for me. Good. Yeah. Good. And Dante? <laughs> oh. Man. There, <laughs> I was actually going, so my podcast, I actually put like certain things that someone says. Yeah. And, and it's something you said earlier and then, and then you went to red pills right before you went to red pill. And it resonated with me. And I, I, man, I have to try to, I have to rethink it now. I have to revisit it now. But it, it, it's like, I got, it got pretty deep right, right after that. Like literally right after you said what you said. And I was like, all right, I'll remember it. I just, when you got into red pill, it just, I, I'm trying to remember it. I was like, oh man, I have to look back at it. But it was something that it hit me and I was just like, all right. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Uh, uh, well, right. what you guys, do you have something red pill? Yeah, I'll add, I'll add, I'll, I'll go. So Dante, about an extra minute and a half to figure out something. I mean, Markel, Markel, <laughs> sorry. I don't know why I can't remember. I was so, going to say so. this back. There's actually two things. One of them is really fast, but I think was the most impactful one is there is a distinction between softness and vulnerability. I think I'm going to have to unpack a lot and figure out where do I draw that line, but there is a line to be drawn there. I think for me, 
And then the second thing was, and this was like gold. And I think this is something that every man needs to hear. And so you should definitely repost this on your socials. Rejection is not real. So it was like, maybe was just got out of the breakup. And so I was like, had this idea in my head where I was like, you know what? I'm going to date a supermodel. I don't know why that came to my idea one day. I was like, I'm going to date myself like a six foot two straight out of like the Ukraine, right? Like, <laughs> and, uh, and then so I started looking up all this stuff about like, like pickup, PUAs, right? Because some of it is completely phony, but there are some golden nuggets in there about being funny, being confident, not being over, like treat her like a person. She's a person, right? So talk to her. Don't talk at her, talk to her, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so what I did was like, I think it was like for two weeks straight, I was like, I'm going to approach seven girls every day. Yeah. Because I have a bit of approach anxiety, right? As an Chase the no. Chase the no. Right. And so yeah. like, literally every single day I went and I was just, just talking to girls, talking to girls, talking to girls. And no one said yes after like the first two weeks. And then, That's okay. And then uh, Dante, we went out to the club that one night. Oh. And it was just, I'm not, I'm not going to the whole story, but I was just in flow. Like it was socializing. <laughs> and then I remember like, I would like go to just huge groups of girls or like talk to them, invite my guy friends over. They would introduce them. And I would just leave. I was doing that the entire night. And I think it's really, really important for guys to get, because we are generally the pursuers. We have a lot of approach anxiety. Not everyone's for you. Rejection is not real. It's just her saying we're not compatible. And there's plenty of people out there. And it's a diversion. It's a diversion. The universe is like, nah, you're not compatible. Don't worry. Don't waste your time. It's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What if, like, coming from a woman, um, like, the men who do approach you, like, you're not interested in them. The the men who do try to chase you, you're not interested. But then you do find a man that you are interested in. Like, should you, like, go for him still? Or should you wait for him to chase you? Say that last question again. If you find a... So let's just say you find a man that you are interested in. Um, should you go after him or should you just wait for him to chase you? Okay. So green lights, this is what I suggest. So I think that a green light is something like you're at a bar and you like a guy and you see him and you make eye contact for longer than like one second and you smile. That's, and you don't just do it once, you do it a couple of times. That's giving him the green light to approach you. So I think I do believe in, in, um, and that's just one example of a green light. So, um, I do like a man to make the effort and approach me, but I also like to let them know that it's okay to approach me. And if they don't take the bite, they don't take the bait. Um, then I don't chase, I used to chase so much and then it devalues your self self worth. And then, you know, the more unworthy you feel, the more you chase. So when you, when you feel worthy and they don't take the bite or the bait, then, oh, well, that's fine. I I put myself out there. I was vulnerable. He didn't take the bait. That's fine. Move on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's an issue that I have personally. Like I chase after guys that aren't interested in me. That, and that's, and I totally get it. I totally yeah. get it because it's more, it's more you needing the approval than you needing that man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we could do a whole coaching session on that too. I was just about to get started. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's um, having that awareness is great because I don't want you to spend time chasing a man that isn't investing in you. It's got to be 50, 50, mm-hmm. 100, 100 percent together but you've it's got to be like a game of tennis if if you're hitting a ball over to the one and he's not hitting it back you're just going to get have a pile of balls and 
Oh, <laughs> 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 I'm dirty then. <laughs> and, and no return. So return on your investment. That's how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> so, all right, uh, I'll, I'll say my takeaway because, uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to remember. I usually just write things down. I, I just don't have anything to write it down with. That's but okay. <laughs> uh, I, it, it did help me with the clarification on sensitivity and vulnerability when I asked that question about it. That, that resonated me because that was kind of a different uh, distinction between the two. And uh, that, that helped out, like, you know, just in general, the vulnerability, vulnerability side and how, um, you know, I never heard this one before with the women in, the, in, the, you know, in those Neanderthal times. They talk and talk. That's something that I've never heard that before. So that was... That was something that really hit me too. So, so yeah, but I just wanted to let you guys know that was, that was, a, thank you. It, it wasn't what, it wasn't what I had in my mind when I was thinking what I was going to say. I just, it'll come to me. I'll, I'll, I'll put it down on the, on my podcast episodes. So. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And I learned that we are all humans dealing with stuff in life and there's no right or wrong. It's just is. Um, and I truly see the beauty in all of you. And I'm so grateful for this conversation today. So thank you for coming into my life. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, you for, thank you for joining in and, and sharing us so much knowledge. And uh, a lot of us just take it all, even the people on the live stream are kind of quiet. They're like, oh, this is, this is good. <laughs> I typically That's one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I typically... I typically try to like, especially for Friday, this end of the week. I know a lot of people are in, in the slums of everything, and especially, I mean, seeing you being optimistic about the social dating now with the coronavirus now, so that gives a bigger understanding. I think it hopefully helped out a lot of people who listened in and tuned in. So um, thank you for that. So that was something we we kind of needed for the weekend. I think. <laughs> well, for you it's Saturday, but for us, yeah, yeah. for yeah. us, you know, us we're we're still on Friday. So but, um, <laughs> yeah, but. I appreciate that. And I'm sure, I'm not sure if you guys have any other questions or anything like that. You guys, you guys good? Yeah. <laughs> but thank you again. My pleasure. Um, thank you. Thank yeah. You. Uh, oh, thank I, you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, okay. Yeah, it was, it was, it was <laughs> I will put everything on the link here. Um, if you guys are tuning in, I'll, I'll share and put your, um, your website and your email that way I have people who are listening in who talk, reach to you. I got to do a lot of editing. <laughs> the good thing about Zoom, I, I've upgraded. So now I got longer time because last time it was 45 minutes. Okay, now we're able to, you know, talk longer on here. <laughs> Can you edit my tan to like look better? <laughs> I have to go wash it off. Helio's camera guy. We'll have him do it. He's on live stream right now. I'm going to wash it off. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. I pretty much that's all I have to say. I mean, like I said, um, appreciate you coming on with us and sharing. No, out, thank you. you know. And and you, ladies, gentlemen out there listening, you will find love. I promise you. You just have to be patient. Um, in in the interim, enjoy your life. And happiness isn't a destination; it's the journey. I, I know it's cliche, but every day. Do something for you and get to know yourself on this journey while you wait for the man or woman of your dreams. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, what, um, I wanted someone asked what what your uh, Instagram was. I what was it? Belinda Love underscore Coach. 
Let us, okay, there we go. There we go. I got it. Thank so, you. Yeah, no, let me put that on there and that way they could see that. And uh, yeah, no, it's good. I think a lot of, a lot of people who are on here thanking you too as well. So. Um. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's nice. I got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Thank you guys for all the time and you guys. Uh, you guys come on. All Pleasure. right. Yeah. Stay all right, in touch. You. Yeah. Stay all in right. touch. Yeah, we will. Stay in touch. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See thank ya. You. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.